All right, so normally on the show, we don't really, like, we try to keep it light. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't really bring up a whole lot of uh, gloom and doom, but I think we'd be remiss if we didn't touch on the passing of Paul Rubens. Uh, I, I think for me, what I always cherish about him was that he kind of taught us that it's okay to not grow up, that at any age, it's always okay to wonder. You know what I mean? And always okay to be a bit weird. Very, very much so. I was... Yeah. He's a part of our childhood. Yeah. And uh, with his movie, PB's Big Adventure, it was an instant classic uh, amongst audiences of all ages. It, it, so much so, it even later became a cult classic. And uh, even more impressively, it had quite a large box office haul. Uh, the movie itself was so much of a success, it helped launch the career of director Tim Burton. PB's Big Adventure's overall success then led to a wildly popular TV series that ran for 45 episodes over five seasons. Even today, Peavy's Playhouse is a true highlight of television. Its absurd comedy, genuine heart and humor helped mold so many minds of my generation of those which followed, its influence can still be seen today. While Rubens was a wildly talented actor, he had many remarkable roles in comedies and dramas alike. He'll probably always best be known as Peavy, and there are far worse legacies than that of a titan of children's television and a pop culture icon. As Rubens himself once said about the character, I'm just trying to illustrate that it's okay to be different. Not that it's good, not that it's bad, but that it's all right. I'm trying to tell kids to have a good time and to encourage them to be creative and to question things. So with that, I'll leave you with the endearingly sweet, yet hauntingly self-reflective words of Pee Wee himself. I know you are, but what am I? Hi everybody, this is Bridget Nielsen. You're listening to Children of the Addams. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We're back. Again. Yes. Let the uh, the summer of Stallone continue. Man, there have been many ups and downs across this journey. So much so, in fact, even the last movie we tried to, we watched successfully, didn't really record a show about it too successfully. I'm still trying to, to money <laughs> through that audio. So uh, for those of you listening to this, you might be expecting us to talk about it's uh, Assassins, starring Stallone and Antonio Banderas, Julianne Moore. However, uh, we will not be doing that. We already did it once, and the recording was just a... It, an unmitigated just dumpster fire. It was so terrible. Like, I'm still trying to piece it together. Uh, so we decided to move on to our next movie, which is a more enjoyable watch, at least so we thought maybe going into it. <laughs> maybe not so much after watching it now. And that is uh, 1976's Rocky. Yes. Uh, which was arguably the, what put him on every map w- was Rocky, right? Oh, this, For Stallone? Yeah, this that movie made Stallone. I mean, turned him into a star overnight. I mean... It won Best Picture, for God's sake. So, yeah, Stallone became... I, I don't know if he became a household name until he got to the 80s, but Stallone was known. I mean, he was able to write his ticket in Hollywood after that. Yeah. It made so much money, it, it, only, it was only outgrossed by Star Wars. That's crazy. In 1977. Like... Holy shit. Yeah, I mean, I guess it kind of shows you, you know, there's, there would be the movie that you take the kids to, and then Rocky was like the movie that the adults would go to, so <laughs> I don't know. On less than a million dollar budget, it made $225 million. And one thing I didn't know about this that I just read about and uh, kind of researched about the film is that Stallone wrote this whole fucking movie in three days. Like, this is the story, allegedly. And that uh, the studio offered him a six-figure deal he turned down in order to hang on to the film rights of this thing. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Like... Can you, you, that's putting everything on the line and hitting the, the literal lottery. Like, he just get dollar signs just all day on that, right? Oh, man. Like, I mean, you've heard the stories like the Wachowskis and stuff like that. We, um, they submitted and sold like their script, uh, for the Matrix and God help us, the assassins, um, <sighs> you know, to Joel Silver, a big producer in Hollywood. You know, they sold right. those for like a million bucks a pop. I mean, it, it happens. Jesus. You know, if you've got a good enough story, if this is, you know, Incentive for any writer out there. If you got something good right. enough, you know, and you can find somebody that might want to buy it. I mean, it could be a huge payday for you. You never know. <laughs> but he said no and said, I want to see how it, how it shakes out on the back end and then I'll get paid from Well, there. Could you imagine, like, he had to be struggling at that point. Like, turning down a six-figure deal in 1976 could have been easy for anybody, let alone a struggling actor at the time. Well, I believe part of that uh, holdout, too, was that he wanted to play the lead role. Where oh they didn't want to cast the studio him? did not want him originally they were looking for somebody more like uh, Robert Redford uh, no you know way. a known actor a known quantity you know definitely in the seventies um, wow and Redford was a big big time uh, actor in the seventies uh, they wanted somebody well, that been a way different movie <laughs> right Holy shit yeah but he but uh, one of the, yeah Stallone held out on that and said look I want the role of this one I can play it 
ultimately call, they they went for it and yeah i mean what what would the world be like right now if if stallone wasn't rocky i mean it's just it's weird to think about or james khan look right from right, right here is apparently he was he, they were looking for someone like he him could too. have been that too yes somebody like he would have been coming off the godfather you know a couple of years back yeah. so yes 100 like they wanted somebody for that that's the story in Hollywood generally with most of these. I can't see anybody else but Stallone in this. Like, is that just because he's been it for my entire life or what? I just, I can't see it. Well, he's such an icon now for you growing up in the eighties. Like when you think of eighties action films, you think of Sly and you think of Arnie and (laughs) that's it. Yeah. So that's fair. And God help us. I mean, boy, because I, I, I think back to when the, the first Stallone movie that I probably ever really watched Probably was like a Rocky movie, and it was probably Rocky three. Had to be, um, eight, yeah. nineteen eighty three, I believe, when that came out, or eighty two. So yeah, but that was my first too. But that was just due to the wrestling connection, right? Yeah, Hulk Hogan was in that thing. <laughs> right, Mr. Yeah. T was in that thing, and I think that's how they yeah. how they started off the whole like first WrestleMania, right? Like it was a couple of years yep. later, the first WrestleMania started. So mm-hmm. yeah, but and, and it's funny too because when you look back at like. You watch the first Rocky, and then you think back to your childhood, and you watched Rocky three. How how vastly different those types of movies are, and how that that property has morphed <laughs> into yeah, something completely sure. different than what the original movie was about. Yeah, so, um, I can't believe he wrote this script in three days. I, like, what what were those three days like? See, I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily believe that. Like, I believe like he maybe wrote <laughs> the treatment for this thing, and you know, right. submitted to somebody, but. It's not like he wrote, you know, fantastic lines because I. Yeah. I. This is not a knock against. Well, maybe it is. I. It's not a perfect yeah, movie it's, by it's any not, means. It has not aged. This is probably more well. of a knock against the Academy for this. Is like, like he still, <laughs> like this was nominated for best screenplay. You know, so Stallone is a right. Academy Award nominated. He was a he was a, I, I, I gotta look at it again, but I don't know if he was nominated for best actor. Um. I think he was. I think almost everybody in this movie was nominated for an award. Uh, wow, really? Yeah, the guy who played Polly, uh, name's escaping me, and uh, oh, Burt Young. Young, thank you very much. Talia Shire. Shire. She was she was yeah. uh, best uh, nominated for best actress in a supporting role. Yeah, man, there were a, there were a few good movies that came out in '76. Oh, that got a best ton! Screenplay. Like they, wow. they made out like movies like Network. Jesus. And, uh, God, there's a couple other ones, and they're just escaping me. But yeah, '76 was a great year for it. Like that's what it blows me away is how many Academy Awards that this thing won to include Best Picture. I mean, beat them yeah. all. King Kong, The Outlaw, Josie Wales, The Omen, All the President's Men, Logan's All the President's Run. Men, a fantastic movie, just like Network. Yeah. I love those movies, and I, I'm just amazed to this day that 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 those movies beat out. Or that is pretty wild. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. It doesn't make sense, but yeah. And that, but like I said, I'm not knocking this movie because this movie is a good movie. And yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this first out. Like it's going to, it's going to easily outlive everyone talking about it and listening to it or listen to us talking about 100%, it. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> year, and right? We are certainly not the first people to talk about this. We are, no. you know, 1 million and one here, you know, just, right, yeah. just talking about the same stuff because, well, let's say that this is just, this is one of Stallone's best films that he's done. Yeah, Bar none. like across his entire, and he's done what hundreds by this yes. point, probably right. Different genres, yeah. uh, you know, primarily action. Primarily, and okay, so with that, this definitely counts more as a as a drama than it does an action movie, right? Like I know they got the Rocky movies added more action than where they progressed, and even more so in Creed. Like you know, it's still drama, but it's the high, the action is definitely like. A, 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 a key, you know, centerpiece of it all. Where it is in Rocky, like the boxing, like the actual in-ring stuff is sort of not a B story, but it's not the focus of the of the film. You know what I mean? Yes. So is it more of a drama than it is an action movie? This is one hundred percent a drama. If anybody calls anything different, they don't understand what they're talking about. Because yeah, <laughs> this people would say that when they think of Rocky, they're like, oh, it's a boxing movie. This the first movie is not a boxing movie. This is a movie about a person who just happens to box for a living. You know, this is a story of Rocky Balboa just trying to make it in life. And like, he's just, yeah, like he's just on the side working as a boxer. You know, that's, that's how he gets by. He he can't do anything else. Yeah. Yeah, You get like Rocky gets that from 
the the movies that would come later, right? The Rocky Three, Rocky Four, Rocky Five. Rocky Four, especially. Those are all about fighting, yeah. and you know the the boxing scenes are much more a major part of those movies. They're choreographed much differently. Like the only boxing yeah. you really get in this movie is the first part of the movie, and the last like ten minutes of the movie, and that's it. Like the first two minutes and the first last ten minutes, that's it. Other than some training montage, that's about yeah, it. Yeah, and that's it. But those are in service of the story and the character. Right. So yeah, this is this is absolutely a one hundred percent a drama. This is, I, I mean, I dare to say that this is even a sports film, I mean, really. But I mean, it just got sports in it. Quote sports, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Drama is definitely the best way to put it, and not even just a drama, but it's like a drama drama because it, at its core, like it. it I don't know why, because you know it. <laughs> whatever just a line in my brain finally but it hit me that this movie is seriously just about uh toxic relationships oh very much so it's it's yeah like across the board it's an examination of these individuals by themselves i mean just and, yeah. and, and who they really are it's mm-hmm. like you watch this movie and we'll we'll get into it when we kind of get to the scenes here of like there's some some crazy strange and uncomfortable moments in this movie and it's wow and it's just dude wildly yeah eye openers just from the certain characters and you once again, if you grew up watching some of the later films, those many of those characters aren't portrayed the same way as they are in this film. It's it's, it's no, very much absolutely different. not. Yeah, not, uh, Polly especially might be the biggest one eighty. <laughs> yes. He he. They basically made him Don Vito, like in the fucking later movies, right? Yeah, this. He's just like the the jokey kind of you know kind of schlub. Yeah, he, he's almost like, he becomes like the comedy relief. He's still, he's still yeah. an alcoholic, but they kind of tone that mm-hmm. back as the movies go on. Like, I think in... And then they give him a robot uh, Yeah, in Rocky uh, 4, yeah. Him. Yeah. <laughs> I think Rocky 3 is where the last part where I see him as a drunk. Like, he gets arrested right at the start of that movie. <laughs> you know, gets Oh, yeah, when he uh, trashes the, uh, pinball the pinball machine, yep. right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but interesting enough, like, this is, this movie is from the same director, if you didn't know this, the same guy who w- would go on to direct The Karate Kid. Get the fuck out yeah, of here, absolutely. really? Absolutely. Oh, is that why the, the, the music thing, right? The, the music? the I mean, the thing about The Karate Kid, if you, if, if, God forbid, if there's somebody out there who hasn't seen that movie and says, I don't want to watch a movie about karate, it's not about that. It's about, right. it, once again, it is, there's so many parallels to watching Rocky and then you watch The Karate Kid. Because oh, it's all about a, a character yeah. who's just trying to make it and happens to find something else to help him along and gets a mentor and all this stuff. It's a lot of good things. Like, people would call the Karate Kid, like, the Rocky for our age, you know, when we grew up. Yeah. You know, where Rocky, yep. you know, we were too young. Like, hell, I was probably born. <laughs> like, I wasn't even born yet before Rocky even came out, so. Yeah, same here. But yeah, same director. But yeah, this was our yeah, Karate Kid was our generation's Rocky, and that the parallels are just they're there. Like the the aging old trainer, like fucking you know the 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 hot shot, like you know who's more talented and a better athlete than our, our young up and comer, and just yeah, it's, it's about going the distance. All right there for both characters. Yeah. And also to be okay, so what's wasn't there a thing with the music for Rocky and the Karate Kid? Right, like wasn't there some kind of a weird tie in between these two, like. Uh, or no, the, the Karate Kid two. They used a song that Rocky was going to use at one point, right? Wasn't that it? Mm. Like the Glory of Love. Wasn't the Glory of Love used, you originally supposed to be used for Rocky, but Sloan turned it down? I I don't know. I, that's an interesting fact. If it is, I've never heard that. I'm almost positive that that's what it is. It could really yeah, work. Okay, uh, Karate Kid, <laughs> the Glory of Love was uh, originally slated for the soundtrack of Rocky four, but Stallone rejected it. <laughs> so they picked it up and made it the. The centerpiece of Karate Kid yeah, 2. Yeah, well, Stallone really loves Survivor, so... <laughs> he does. He uses them, like, in all his films. It's weird. And his brother got to sing in this one, too, oh my which is God, nice. Oh, did he? I didn't see Frank Stallone's name on there. The very... It, when the, okay, let's just get into the very opening okay. of the movie. <laughs> yeah, let's... Uh, do we even need to give a, a, a quick plot, or can we just start talking about it? Because everybody knows, like, the point, especially by now. Yeah, I will give you the plot. It's just a, a okay. nobody guy who's out there trying to make it. He's working as a boxer, finally gets his shot, the American dream, and he gets to go the distance. You know, that's that's it. You know? And along the way, we <laughs> meet the some For the glory characters. of love. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, this movie sets a hard tone right away. Like, right away. Like, from the moment the, the picture comes on, and all you see is... The picture of Christ hanging in the in this uh, in the actual uh, above the boxing. Yeah, I, I assume yeah. they're boxing in a church or something. 
Yeah, probably a rectory. But right away, yeah, like you're right away. Okay, this is obviously a Christ parable, right? I mean, this is yeah, because it is. I mean, it's about Rocky having a resurrection of his career and you know becoming sure somebody. So yeah, it is on the nose the messaging and the the themes of this movie right away. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that until I went back and watched. It. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Right. Yeah, it's it's way different at watching it with like a more critical eye instead of just like you know. That is someone just trying to enjoy a, a movie about drama boxing. Yeah, if I would have watched this 20 years ago, I probably would never have picked up on that and just said, said okay, right. it's just like, yeah, opening scene, here we go. But I get it now. Yeah, you, once you right. start to, like thinking about these movies and you look at them with the critical eye, yeah, you're just like, oh, okay, what are they telling me here? Yep, I get it, Stallone. You're, <laughs> I can tell this is one of your early films because you're right on the nose with your messaging. Oh, he sure is. But, man, this is a brutal little fight, like just – this is what I like about this movie is, is it does feel raw. Like this is not like what I would call well choreographed fighting. This is just guys no. in the ring throwing punches, like headbutting each other, just going mm-hmm. nuts. And you just all your yeah. all you see in this first match is just Rocky getting the shit beat out of him. Like yep. just taking punches to the face and not fighting back. It's crazy. It seems to be his only defense is headbutting the opponent's fist with his face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that seems like a theme throughout this whole movie. <laughs> Right, yeah. Spoiler alert, it might go on more, past more than one movie, yeah, folks. Yes. Yeah, for the series. Yeah. That's right, one yeah. Thing, one thing that this movie does real good is just show that, hey, Rocky can really take a punch. Yeah, and then, you know, it, it, it's helped further by Stallone's performance because he, <laughs> he's difficult to understand, like, just in, in a speaking matter, due to, uh, he had, some, had surgery when he was a kid or something like that, right? I, I don't know, like, as far as what, the way he talks now. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't. I've never come across that in my research. But is that, is that what you came across? I think that's. Uh, it it might have been a meme. I'm just misquoting. Like you know what I mean. Sure, I could be completely sure. talking out of my ass about that. But I mean, you know, his delivery. Like he, you know, uh, there's a bit of a mumble delivery. So I think it only added to Rocky's sort of like. You believe him as a guy who who's only caught punches for the last twenty years with his face. Like he speaks like that. Like you know what I mean. He's very. Kind of, like, kind of slow to understand what's going Trump on, almost, and right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and that is, I think that's one of the selling points to him here is, you know, whether he, because I, I think he is trying to affect his accent and his delivery in his lines to make him yeah. sound that way. Um, because I mean, I, I've I've listened to the man speak in interviews and stuff like that, and sometimes, yeah, he can be a little hard to understand. Oh, but he is articulate. Okay, uh, at childbirth, the, the left part of his face and tongue were paralyzed, and then uh, did a you know he had nerve damage and a resulting surgery, and that's why he speaks the way he does now. Interesting. Okay, I've never heard that. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I, I like I said, I've heard him speak, and I I know he he's he's pretty articulate. I mean, he's he's not that hard to understand most of the time, but I think this movie no. he really is affecting that and trying to make that. I don't know anybody who, can, who quotes Edgar Allan Poe as much as he does. And, you know, they're not fairly yes. adept upstairs. You know what I mean? That motherfucker, he will play Edgar Allan Poe if, if, if it's the if last fucking can. thing he does, man. I tell you. Oh, my God, it's coming. He's like he's you. like Nick Cage and Superman. He's just he's going to make if his he life If he kickstarted this shit, I would donate fucking tomorrow. You know what I mean? If, if it was him fighting aliens or zombies or some shit. You know what I mean? How does he need a kick? Like, you're talking about Stallone, right? I mean, yeah, but Sloan has Edgar Allan yeah, Poe. Maybe he's a warlock. Sloan you know? doesn't need a crowdfund that. The dude's a billionaire, man. <laughs> Shit. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or at least true. a half, yeah, okay. like a 500 millionaire. So, like, he could easily Jesus produce some Christ. of this stuff. Yeah, like, he has a website where he still hawks, like, Rocky shit. Like, you can buy Rocky toys and Rocky hats and Rocky Aloha shirts and things like that. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not making that up, man. That is 100% Bible truth. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you can go tomorrow and fucking get that shit. Man. Uh, Yes, yeah, so the movie opens up with a pretty brutal, brutal boxing scene, and we get sort of a of an inside look at just how little these guys are making when Rocky, Rocky is sharing a locker room with the guy who just kicked his ass, uh, and the, the promoter is going over like you know, ten dollars for locker fee, five dollars to rent your towel, yeah, three dollars for the doctor, insulting. all that kind of stuff. Right, yeah. yeah, just milking them just, for everything. So at the end of the day, these guys are basically pocketing seventeen dollars for getting turned into hamburger. Meat. Yeah, it's just crazy, and they're both just sitting there like yapping each other, like, "Hey, yeah, great fight, man. No hard feelings." Yeah, 
And then they, they, they both literally just have an adrenaline dump and they just crash. Like the Spider Rico just mid-sentence almost just falls right the fuck to sleep sitting up. Like it's just it, – it's an amazing thing to – because it's actually – that's probably exactly how the fuck it is. Like your adrenaline wears off no matter where you are. You're just, you know, what did Thanos say? Like the knees turn to jelly. Like the, yeah. <laughs> that's just it. You're fucking out. I feel like that's got to be like what it's like for pro wrestlers. You know, like they get done having a match yeah. and they just go back to the locker room and they're just like, ugh. You know, like they're both yeah. high-fiving each other. Hey, it was a great job. And then they're just like – they just crash and shut up you know it's exactly how it is and you know there's also a lot of uh denny's oh okay nice a lot of denny's <laughs> not so much denny's and rocky but it's at this point too where uh where, where the movie you know we get the old uh the moving forward plot by having the main character walk forward so rocky is he's walking the streets of uh philadelphia it's south philly yep, right yep. yeah uh and you know it's uh it's Philadelphia in the seventies, so it's all the hallmarks are there of what you did. If you've seen the movie from the seventies, you know what to expect. You know it's very cold. It always looks like it's zero degrees in Philadelphia. Uh, every, yeah, everything's do- dirty and grimy. It's like every, <laughs> everything. Very, everything in the seventies. Barrels actually on fire at every corner. Yeah, everything in the seventies you know I mean? is just dirty and grimy. It doesn't matter what movie you watch and what city right. it takes place in. It's just all yep. dirty for some reason. I don't understand it. <laughs> Yeah, if it's inner city, it's going to be grungy. Just know that. Yeah. And also, it's at this point, too, where we meet. We don't meet Frank Stallone, but uh, there's a duo band on the corner singing. Frank Stallone is the one singing. Oh, my God. And, like, like he, he hands, like he's singing, he hands Rocky the whiskey bottle That's that Rocky right. takes a swig from. Yes. And That's Frank Stallone. He just takes that. a pull off that thing, too. It's gross. Yep. <laughs> and goes walking on down the road to his. To his hobble, I guess is the best way to put it. It kind of looks like Yoda's place from fucking Dagobah. Oh, very much. I don't. I don't know. I think Yoda had a little Rocky's home, a little a little bit more amenities in his little home with no yeah. with no electricity, no nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't remember Yoda having actual knives sticking out of the wall in random places. Yes. <laughs> Did you see that? Was that weird? He's got that. He's got like a mattress on the wall. I guess so he can use it as a punching bag. And yeah, but what's so? What's he sleep on? Does he sleep in the tub? I don't. I don't know. He's got a bed there. Like later on. Oh yeah, that's on, right. Let's Adrian later, sleep on the day. The later thing. awkwardness. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but his play. It's you get the feeling that seventeen dollars really matters to this guy. Very like, much. The so. boxing is all he has, and then we learn like what he does for actual work is that he's a he's a collector for a loan truck. He's out there breaking na- uh, breaking, breaking legs, ankles and yeah. shit, collecting. Uh, Collecting for a mobster, and, and we learned though. But this is this is where you get to learn though that Rocky is a is a man with a heart of gold. Though he he can't go the distance <laughs> that way. Like he just will never. Like he's he's, he's never going to put hands to. Yeah, somebody. there's somebody like so his boss you know tells him say hey you got to go collect from this guy and go break his thumb, and right. you know at the end of the day he's like. You know, the guy talks his way out of it, but Rocky's like, hey, I'm supposed to break your thumbs, but I can't do it. So give me whatever you got in your pocket. And, you know, yep. he gets reamed, you know, by his boss, you know. For being too Yeah, for soft. being soft on it. But the guy, like, he, like, everybody in this movie is is so, they're just terrible people, man. They're not good they're people. Raw. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. They're actually people. I think that's the best way yeah. to put it is that they're actually yeah. people. They're selfish. They're, 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 yeah, yeah they're not archetypes i guess what it is you know they're not playing that i i wonder if that's i i I think that's one of the special things about the screenplay in this movie but it's also it makes you wonder is like did did he did stallone intend for that to happen or was that because like he just like wrote a few scripts and that's how he understood how to write things and he didn't rely on the archetypes and all that kind of stuff and he just like wanted to tell it real because it certainly comes off that way it's very strange but i think it's it's to the betterment of this of this film for that oh man if you didn't grow up in a perfect home you're gonna recognize some things <laughs> fucking you know what I mean? that, that you've seen a lot it, you know yeah it's uh, a lot of that stuff rings eerily true yeah because it's i mean we we roll right into it after he's after he's getting jobs rocky is going to make his standard stop at, at a pet store where yep and he's been re- he's been rehearsing this this line about turtle foods like a, you can see him like right. a, yes. he's he's building up his confidence in in his mirror talking about like the turtle food I had less worms this time and my turtle prefers this like so it's obviously he's trying to work up a conversation with someone we don't know whom yet and then did you, did the, you think the pet that? store this is like a, I watched that yeah. this time and I was like I was like man is, I always take it as like well he's just brain damaged and he's talking to himself and you know cuz he's no, just lonely I, I, and you know all that No he he was trying to figure out a way in to talk to her like I yeah I got that when that happens he, he does spout those lines off to her. But when I first yeah. saw that, I was like, oh, there's no way. It's like, he's just talking to the turtles and, and shit. And I was no. Like, oh. Interesting. Like yeah. when Adrian came across, that made sense. I'm like, oh, okay. He's trying to practice how to talk to that lady. Once again. Yeah. But I think that's a clever part. See, that's where it got me. I'm reading it as, well, okay. He's just talking to himself. 
because I completely right. forgot that he uses that line on her. But yeah, and then you get that callback when he goes into yep. the pet store and he says, yep, there was less worms in this thing, you know, this time. And yep. you're like, ah, gotcha. Okay. He's trying to figure out how to talk to the girl he likes. In uh, in Adrian, played by Talia Shire, she's uh, a very like introverted woman, oh, I think would be the best way to put I, it. I don't it. know. Just, yeah, it's like you almost think like she's got special needs or something. Like she just like doesn't say anything. You don't know what to make of her. And you, it makes you wonder, like, yeah, what is what is it that Stallone sees in her? And then, you know, what is she seeing in her and Rocky? And yeah, but then they address that later in the movie, too. <laughs> you know, or, or kind sort of. of. Yeah. <laughs> sort yeah. Of. You know, they fill gaps, right? So, uh, Yeah, technically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> two socially challenged, you know, individuals that just, yeah. they, they fit together. Like, because Rocky, they like, do. he'll go around, he'll just like, He's the kind of person that you'd run into, because I think everybody's met somebody like this, that will just start talking to you and talking to you and talking to you and like completely talk your ear off about crap you yep. don't care about. Mm-hmm. But you, but they're so nice that you don't want to be like, hey, get away from me. So you sit there right. and you listen to them. You just kind of nod and say, yeah, yeah. And then you make it to your house. You're like, well, I got to go. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, hey, Rock, I got to go. I got a thing. Yeah, like, yeah you got so, a thing. It's cool. Then you go. Yeah, so that's Rocky. And then you got Adrian <laughs> who says two words. And you can't you right. can't even understand what you're saying because she mumbles it, right? So yeah, but but, but later I, th- I think we do learn that that's probably due to the abuse she takes from her brother because you know she lives with her brother. Yes. And he's boy, he's something else in this first fucking movie, man. He's they they nail the the abusive alcoholic to a fucking tear. Oh, his very Bert much. Young, so. his performance in this movie is. I get why he got the acclaim he got for his for his portrayal of this one because Jesus, he is a tortured tortured individual in this movie so tell me ask me this or tell me this like i don't i don't know if i get this still like yeah. why is rocky friends with Polly? is it just because he wants <sighs> to get to know adrian or do like i don't see anything in common like unless they like they do share a beer at the bar every once in a while but other than that i think that's what they have in common is that being in the neighborhood and, and being in similar circles where it whereas Polly is probably like a hang around guy like he's always trying to get in in the circles that rocky's in like yeah. with the with the mafiosos well, that, and shit. Yeah, that, you know I mean? mean, that makes sense why Polly would want to be friends with Rocky. Because yeah, he, well, Rocky, he, he's only trying to get close to Polly for Adrian for sure. Yeah, and then and then and then God, it just gets a little more disturbing because it feels like that, like Polly is like pimping his sister out, like as a favor, like hey, you you get me a job with Gagato, and then I will like let you date my I will sister. Give you my st- yeah, yeah. It's just it's really disgusting you know yeah like, fucking hey man that was that was weird watching that again as an adult it's like what the fuck is going on here yeah it makes you wonder i was like i grew I, I didn't grow up in the 70s or you know i was i was born during that time but i didn't really like know what was going on is that was that normal social behavior right back like, then? you guys had morals back then right like that's how this shit works yeah because like i mean even like in the 90s 2000s like i i can't imagine anybody thinking that way i was like geez no Imagine turning a script for that today. Oh like, my god! What the fuck is this? You would get you'd be thrown out of Hollywood and blacklisted, or you'd be writing for Fox News. You know, tra- <laughs> touche. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so the, the romance and the relationships are really like the main part of the story. But I guess you know we should talk about the boxing. Is that in all this the the champion of the world uh, Apollo Creed? Uh, it, I can't talk about enough about his performance in these movies. Uh, Carl Weathers. Yeah. As Apollo Creed, he is absolutely fantastic in this fucking movie, and it, you know it, every Rocky he's in, you know, until his unfortunate demise later on. I mean, he's again, he's so perfectly cast. I cannot picture any other person from this era playing him. Like he had, like from, as evidence from his further career, like even to this day, like he's got this watchability, you know, about him. Like he's a, a large dude, you know, handsome. He's cut his shit. Like he's a terrific actor. Like it's, you believe him as a champion, not even that as a boxing champion. He's also like, he seems to be a very savvy businessman in that he's trying to line up a few fights, but he's having problems because he's so dominant. Nobody wants to fight the guy. And so his latest opponent has to back out due to an injury. They have a fight set that's a, uh, uh, an arena booked, right? Is that it? And they only have like a like four weeks five basically weeks. to find a fill in. Yeah, five weeks to find a fill in, or they're going to have to cancel everything and lose a bunch of money. Nobody wants to do that. So Apollo gets the idea of uh, it's around the Fourth of July to give uh, New Year's Eve someone. Oh, New Year's yeah, Eve. Is that what it was? It's on. It's on the bicentennial. Uh, so it's 1975. That's what, be 1976. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, he wants the yeah. spirit of '76, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he wants to give a, a local boy uh, a shot at the title. 
And so they're they're literally looking through box local boxing encyclopedias. Yes, is that, is that, is that a thing <laughs> or was it? I, maybe I don't know, man. Like I, I would love to to get a hold of somebody who was a boxing aficionado from '76. I'm like, is that how Google worked back then? You had to look shit up in books, like they printed that out. Well, I know like regular encyclopedias, like everybody had that, like working on their book reports. But I mean, but like it, for but boxers, from though, and South Philly boxers, yeah, you know, what yeah, I mean? like like there's got to be like 67 <laughs> boxcar willies in there, right? <laughs> yeah, know? for sure, yeah. But there's only in Rocky's moniker uh, is the Italian Stallion, and that's what actually caught Apollo's name. Like he saw the record, and uh, his his trainer saw that Rocky's a southpaw. And he's like, "You don't want to fight a southpaw." He's like, "No, they're it's a bad idea." And Apollo kind of just blows him off. He's like, "I'm gonna you know run rings at this guy. It's, it's not you know it's not the the point of it." He's like, "Let's give the Italian Stallion, you know, a local South Philly boy, a chance. Let's get some pe- some spectacle going. Let's make some money." And you know. Uh, that's how Rocky gets involved is that he's uh they bring in Rocky and he thinks he's there to spar yeah to be a sparring partner for Apollo Creed and then it after after some convincing they finally get it to sink into him that you're, you're gonna be fighting the champ Rocky and then you yeah, know this is your payday uh this yeah this is it so that he goes back to his gym and uh we've yet to mention the owner of the gym where Rocky trains uh Mick Mickey yes Mickey Goldmill he's he's a former uh Former fighter himself turned just, man, I don't know, a uh, walking bag of bile and meanness. He is, that is the epitome in this movie. Holy of shit. what you think. Of, like, like, he set the tone for anybody who is training anybody now. Like, <laughs> ever. I mean, just the, yeah, just old, crotchety, mean yep. old man. Yep. I mean, just yep. so, so good in the role for this little tiny man. If you've seen Burgess Meredith, fantastic actor i've loved him my whole life yeah like i, I always sure. go back and i watch him in old twilight zone episodes like he would always show yeah. up in those just fantastic clash of the titans but, oh as my the god penguin thank you so much on the old yes, batman tv that's show right. yeah man yes just so many good roles but amazing man is he so mean in this movie i'm just so just yells at people man <laughs> and, and not even just mean he's so insightful about the things he says to you like he can read people instantly and figure out exactly what to say to them to make them cry later yes. in their homes i mean just that's that's basically every conversation he has with rocky until he finds out rocky gets the title shot then mick goes like so you need somebody to train you and he just shows up hat in hand literally hat in it's, hand yeah that, train rocky. that scene that uh, well we can talk about that because that's it, it's one more thing like i said like this movie now, like after watching it and really diving into it this time, like I understand now why it does win this, win these awards for this, because yes, when you look at each of these characters, you you see that once again they they are regular people, but you see their flaws and you see why they're just normal people and not these archetypes. You see Apollo right. Creed; he is all about pride and vanity. Yep. He's he's mm-hmm. not taking anything seriously. All he cares about is the money. I've I've got a payday. I promoted this. I spent so much money on it. That's all I care about. Mickey, yep. yes. Mickey throws Rocky out of his locker that he's had. You know, he's known Rocky for 10 years, off and on trains him, blah, blah, blah. You're a bum. Yeah. yeah. But then, yeah, Jesus. the moment that Rocky gets his shot, here he comes. And it's just because, like, this is a man who never got his shot. He's like, right. I am going to get my shot one way or the other. So basically, yeah, he's just there to use Rocky. Yep. And this, like, and but, you watch the later movies, and Mickey is not like that. Like, Mickey is such a benevolent character. He's still, like, crotchety, but he's, like, he's not the same character. Like, this movie, right. it just, it, it peels away those layers of these people. It just says, oh, this is what you really are in real life. It's crazy. They had to commercialize them for franchise success, and that's what kind of took a lot of the edge off all these characters for further films. Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, you, you can't have, like, the drunk, and you can't have, you know, Adrian. Because if you know anything about any of the future movies, Adrian becomes one of the loudest people out there. Like, she's the one motivating sure. people and She becomes Rocky's you. champion the more he's unable to defend yeah, himself outside like, the she's ring. she's always the voice of reason and, and brings him to yep. Earth and, and helps him get over that next step. Yep. Where, and, and Mickey does that a little bit... Like you get a little bit. I don't know if you've seen the second one. Um, yeah, you know he he's there. It's kind of a lot of the same stuff. And then the third one, he just he dies. But <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, you, you see those characters change because I think it, I think it is too because you're appealing to a wider audience. You've got to kind of yep. soften the edges a little bit, bring make mm-hmm. these characters more lovable and not so so dare I say despicable. Right in the eyes of everybody. Because everyone knows, you know, time in a relationship always softens. 
always softens someone's view of them. That's why we all get along with our parents. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of relationships, so we do get we do get a scene where uh, Adrian is finally talked into going on a date with Rocky, and that's only because. And this is early into like this. This is early into his training. Like he's he hasn't he's he's accepted the fight with Apollo, but he hasn't officially started training training yet, right? No, like he's just starting to train. He finally gets a date with Adrian. Okay, you know he he takes her ice skating. Like it's it's Thanksgiving. Like he takes her out on yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's when Bert Ward literally throws her out of the house. Yeah, like that's the only reason. Like it is like this. This scene does play a pretty crucial role. Because it is the moment that Adrian does change, like it's a growing moment for her. She first stands up for herself. Yeah, because with Polly basically she, she yeah. all you see is her. She's taken the abuse from Polly. She runs back into her bedroom, and you know, and, and Rocky's ready to give up. Right? He's like, "Well, this is not a good idea. I shouldn't have come here." Yeah, Polly brings Rocky home on Thanksgiving Day and says, "You're going to go out with Rocky." And then she freaks out because she made this whole dinner. Polly throws it away. She basically says, "Fuck you." Stands up herself, runs to her room, and at this point, Polly figures like she'll be in there hiding all night and crying. And then she just emerges, ready for she's a date. She's dressed up. She's looking yeah. at him. She's like, she doesn't even talk to Polly. She just kind of walks right by him. She looks at Rocky and says, "Let's go." And yep. you, you kind of love that moment because you see that. Like, like she's been waiting for that. And like she's like, you know, right. like, you know, in that bedroom, all she said is she probably just looked in the mirror and said, fuck that guy. That's it. Right. I'm doing what I want to do from now on. I am not doing yep. anything because later on in the film, like you, re- there'll be a huge meltdown where she's basically just lets Polly have it and says, look, yeah. you can stop blaming me for all your problems. You know, I right. take care of you. I don't have to do any of that shit. And then she moves out. Yeah, she. You need me, motherfucker. Is basically what she yeah. says to him, and he just breaks down crying. He, you know. Yeah, and I like I I like that because it's not she didn't gain that courage from anything. She got that from within. Like she didn't need right. she didn't need Rocky to do that. It might have maybe it helped that Rocky's the only, like one of those people that showed interest in her. But Rocky was like never encouraging her to do that stuff. Like no, that moment for her was coming on her own, yes. whether or not Rocky was involved or not. Yeah, she just like it had just helped that she had that that push right there, somebody to go with and say, okay, let's go. Yep. Let's get the hell out of here. So maybe that's the point is like, is the, the actual, you literally actually need just someone in your corner. You know what I mean? Yeah, good metaphor. Whether it be in yes. life or in boxing. Yeah. There you go. It works. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it does. So once again, this is, this is one of those moments that you're like, like, okay, did Stallone <laughs> like mean to write that? Or is that just what we're pulling out of this? You know, that's right. the weird thing. Oh, are we making him a genius by talking, yes. talking ourselves into it or it's what? Just, yeah. It's fascinating when, when I, I, this is why I love talking about movies. Cause like, you, you you have that same thought. Like, yeah, when you watch Star Wars, did George Lucas mean for me to think this thing? Or is it because <laughs> this is what other people have right. extrapolated or this is what I'm just getting out of it? I don't know. Yep. Yeah. So wild. So as Rocky and Adrian's relationship develops, like uh, he – Rocky starts gaining more and more notoriety, I guess, for uh, for the upcoming fight. And we get some pretty – a pretty novel scene uh, in the movie in that uh, – I'm sure if you paid attention to pop culture at any point in the last 20 years, maybe 30, 40 years, uh, you've seen a, a reference to this scene in which Rocky actually goes to a meat locker and just uh, trains on slabs of, of beef. And as he's hitting these, I don't know if it actually, if he actually did it or not, but it's a pretty cool sound effect in the movie, is that he, he's hitting these giant slabs of just half cow essentially but he's there's ribs cracking as he's hitting them so they're letting you know that rocky already not only can he take an ass whipping he's got a hell of a a set of hands to him who can he could deal out a lot of damage if necessary so they're already kind of setting up that maybe like he obviously doesn't have a shot against apollo but he might not entirely get his ass kicked either well it seems to be like the like a recurring theme of this is that you know maybe 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 you know he could he can not embarrass himself. Yeah, I mean, this is this is one thing because they even show it like he gets filmed on TV doing this, and Apollo's manager Duke is the only one like paying attention to this guy, and he's like, yeah. he's trying to get Apollo. Said, hey, you better check this out, man. This guy is serious because yeah. he's watching this guy just pound the shit out of this meat, and yeah. But once again, Apollo's just he'd be back there. He's like, oh, I'm I'm worried about what taxes I'm going to pay in Canada. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah, like, that's right. He just like he doesn't care. He's like, you better take this seriously. He's like, oh yeah, I'm taking it seriously. It's just yeah. once again that that hubris. Like I love that about him. Like Carl Weathers is terrific in this film. I just, I I, I have to kind of backtrack and go like piggyback on what you were saying. Like what he does because I, I think what he brought to this role. Like he probably watched like other boxers, especially Ali, 
like how he would talk to the camera and do some rhymes. Yeah. Like that's, I think that's who he was channeling and he does such a fantastic job of it. Cause he does. Uh, if you ever watching those old films of Ali, man, like the guy was just like, he was like that. He, he did have that hubris, but the guy backed yep. it up. Like he just, he would beat the shit out of people he fought. Yeah. So yeah, I think he did. He's just, he's fantastic in this film. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right too. Uh, uh, Duke is is watching Rocky. Like he he's really paying attention. He keeps on trying to tell Apollo, like, "You better pay attention to this guy." And also too, uh, Duke Evers, uh, played by Tony Burton. I mean, he had a, a boxing background himself. So like, so he like he was a former Golden Gloves uh, light heavyweight. Oh no shit! So he he brought a really good uh, boxing <laughs> boxing background. That's fantastic. Uh, with him to yeah. this role. Yeah, a lot of realism. That's in this. good casting. A lot of realism in this. Yeah, excellent. I mean, casting. we see Joe Frazier. He shows up in this film too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's like, I kind of love that. I was like, oh, it's an actual cameo of somebody. Wow, fascinating. Right. Now, even Rocky himself, Rocky is based on an actual person loosely. Yeah, yeah like, I don't know if he's based on Rocky Marciano or... No, he's he's based on Chuck Wepner. Chuck Wepner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Yeah, he was, uh, I think he was an insurance salesman who basically, uh, let me see, um... What is it about Philadelphia and guys that get their shot like that movie Invincible? He was he was just an up and comer kind of guy, and he had a he had a, a in 1975 he fought Muhammad Ali, and uh, in the ninth round he actually knocked down Ali. Oh wow! And then after the after the Ali Wepner bout, that's when Stallone wrote Rocky, <laughs> and, and like and like Chuck Wepner that uh, did. Rocky lasted for 15 rounds against uh, against a champ. Interesting. Wow. I, I didn't yeah. know that background. Wow. Damn. Yep. That's fascinating. Yeah, I want to say he was like a car salesman or insurance salesman while he was fighting as well, this guy. Well, at least he wasn't breaking thumbs. Yeah, I mean, just, you know, much like it, but he was the inspiration for Rocky. Like, I think I saw somebody just panned by him on like a... Like a 30 for 30 kind like of thing? Yeah, 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 yeah something like yeah. that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah but that's Man, it. I got to yeah. watch that. I'm, I'm going to find that. It's interesting, like to to watch the the documentary show the peril. It's like, well, this is fucking Rocky all day. Yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, maybe it wasn't such an original idea, but hey, right. Like now I see how he wrote it in three. Yes, days. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah pieces start to fall, piece, fall, come together, right? right. I mean, shit. Right. <laughs> how long did it take Lucas to write Star Wars after he read Joseph Campbell? That's right. Three yeah. days. That's what I don't know. <laughs> He's all Star Trek, uh, so you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, at what point in the movie, like, do we get Eye of the Tiger in this first movie, right? No, Eye of a Tiger doesn't come until That's in the, the second third one? movie. Okay. So the, the the only big thematic, like, I guess soundtrack of this one is just the actual Rocky theme, You get right? the Rocky fanfare. Uh, you get a lot of the original, uh, uh, is it not, not James Horner? Is it James like Horner who, who did this one? I don't remember. Um, Bill Conti. Bill Conti. Thank you. Yes. You get, yeah. you get a lot of his score throughout this stuff, and it just sets the tone. Okay. Um, you get yeah. some, I think there's some kind of seventies rock in there, a little seventies disco kind of jams in there a little bit, but I think that's yeah. in the background. It's not until like much later. That might've even been by Bill Conti himself. It probably was because this, you know this movie was shot on such a low budget. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things so low and a budget. lot of shots that you'll see in this film, like the, some of the shots of him running through the streets of Philadelphia, yeah, those were not sanctioned, you know, shots. Those were, hey, we're in a truck, jump out, let's film it, and let's get out of here before somebody uh, cites us for, you know, filming in an area we're right. not supposed to. Speaking to the budget, I'll, I'll actually I'll bring that up later as we get into more more parts of the movie they they had to cover up for. <laughs> yes. Do just some punchy, uh, you know, some script punch ups real quick. So anyway. Uh, do we want to go ahead and talk about the big fight now? Like, are we to that point? We can do that. Yeah, let's let's get to that. Okay. Yeah, it's been building up. He's been training, and yep. yeah, he's got uh, Rick Mickey in his corner. Adrian has yep. come out of her shell. His girl on his arm. And Polly's still asking for a job. So. Still asking for a job. May or may not get it. Who knows? Yeah. And, but Polly's <laughs> the one. Polly's the one who gets him a robe, man. So yeah, he gets him a robe, and this is one of the things they have to address. Is that. Uh, the robe, the robe when it showed up on set because they had so little budget was too baggy for Stallone. Yes. So he, so he wrote it into the dialogue. Yeah, he's like, yeah, it's a little baggy. It doesn't fit me. But a little baggy. He's done fit. He's like, ah, it doesn't matter. Yes. I mean, that's 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 a good. That's uh, what happened. Is it showed up and they're like, well, fucking too bad. And they're like, okay, I guess we'll change dialogue because uh, they had to do a similar thing as Rocky shows up to the arena. Like the president of boxing, I guess, uh, is there to to meet Rocky, and he looks at the posters, and Rocky notes that the. 
the the image they have painted of Rocky on the poster, his the color of his trunks is actually reversed of what yep. it is. And that's because uh, that was due to budgetary issues also. They couldn't switch his shorts, so they were just like, ah, fuck it, just go with it. But it so, is... They put it in the dialogue because Stallone didn't want anybody calling him out on this shit. But I absolutely love it. Like this, I do like, too. This is where it works because, and he's he's the yeah the boxing promoter. He's the one. He's the he's the Don King of that time. And yeah, yeah and you know he point like Rocky points it out to him, and you know the the promoter has such the perfect line. He's like, it doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. And that's the whole. That's like the whole point of it. Like everybody is counting this guy out. It doesn't matter. Nobody's gonna remember you in in ten days. Like you are just right. there to take a punch, and mm-hmm. do your best, and that's it. Because that leads yeah. him, leads Rocky back to his apartment where he's got Adrian there, and like I love this scene between them where Rocky just has this short monologue. You know, Adrian's there like comforting him, but like this is where you just learn the whole thing about Rocky. He's like, I know I I'm not good enough. I can't do this. All I want to do is go the distance. That's all I want to do. You know, and you feel for Rocky in that moment. You know, you're just, yeah. you're just like, you're like, Jesus. And because I feel like that's where, where Stallone, like, almost relates to the everyman on that one. Because everybody wants their shot, right? Yeah, And that's sure. him. Like, he is representing everybody else who's never gotten their shot. That's all they want is, is a chance to, you know, have their moment. And mm-hmm. he encapsulates that in a short, like, two-minute little monologue. It's just, it's, it's awesome. I just absolutely love it. Yeah. And that takes us to the fight. Like, like I, the big fight. Yeah, like, like I love how these fights always start because they always have like the the scenes of the boxers in their dressing rooms, right? And they're getting ready, and they're just like oiling yep. the guys down and like just spraying like what is it? Nasal spray, like a whole bottle of nasal spray into their nose. Yeah. Which I, mm-hmm. I always wondered about that. I was like, do they really do that? Apparently that's a real thing. Like they will yeah. do that. Cause it, yeah, it, it constricts all the blood vessels in your nose so you can breathe clearly and they won't bleed as easy. It's pretty crazy. Jesus. It can't be what healthy, a weird though. science to figure out. Fuck no, it can't yeah. be healthy. I mean, as, as evidenced by Rocky's face and Apollo's too, by the end of this movie, like there's one of the, there's a scene coming up in this movie that was really something to see as a kid. But okay, so as we actually get into the fight, like we have, you have to realize that it, there is no villain in this movie. Like Apollo's pretty much like he's he, he's not a villain in this movie whatsoever. But he is the dominant champion. He is there to put on a show and all that. So yep. you're not you're not really rooting against Apollo, but you're definitely rooting for Rocky at this point in the movie, right? Yeah, I mean Rocky's your point of view character. He's the everyman. Yeah. So yes, you want to see. But we're him not win. exactly. We don't exactly want to see him. Like it, we're we don't hate Apollo Creed. Like so, it's a weird thing to root against someone we, we like generally. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you have to like, you don't want to hate him, but you don't want to like Apollo either because Apollo is, you, you don't like him because he's so hubris. He's so, because he's dismissive. Yeah, of Rocky. He's just, he, he knows what he's there. He's smiling. He's playing to the crowd. He's all dressed yeah. up in costume. And when he's, he's dancing around and he's like, Hey, you know, Hey chump, I want you, you know, that kind of thing. You know, and Rocky's mm-hmm. just kind of standing there like, Okay, yeah, I'm. I I know where I know my place. Looks like he just woke up from a nap. Yeah, you know I mean? and he's like, yeah. I mean, Apollo's there, like checking his hair. You know, when he's in the ring. <laughs> you know, it's just it, it just tells you everything about that character. Like you 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 see glimpses of him throughout the movie, but it's not until this point in this movie you're like, wow, this guy is a really self centered and egotistical man. <laughs> yeah, he just cares about himself, and he knows that you know this guy is nothing. He won't do anything. I will beat him in three, you know, like Creed in three. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, little, little does, or he realizes a little too late that Rocky is definitely there to, uh, to th- throw some hands. Knocks him right? down in the first round. Like, yeah, that's what I love about that is like, he's just, he's taking punches and like, this is like, once again, Carl Weathers is playing this role so well. Cause he like, when he's throwing the punches, like he's smiling, he's doing like that wind up, you know, that boxers do, yeah. you know, to, to fuck with people. And then it's just like, like he just misses one, gets off balance and Rocky just hits him with that uppercut and puts him down. And all of a sudden, like, now, you know, it's like, Oh, this is, this is going to be a real yeah. fight. Like you pull realizes real quick. He's like, Oh, okay. he sells it on his face too. Cause he's looking, he's no longer smiling anymore. I yep. just, I absolutely love how Apollo or you know, Carl Weathers like plays this character. I, it's fascinating. 
And not to mention, too, like, his actual boxing maneuvers in these scenes, he looks slicker than shit, man. Like, he looks like he's actually tapping to, like, he's fucking, he's dancing around Stallone easily. Like, at any point, you get a feeling if they actually fought. You know what I mean? Stallone would be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, because, I mean, the guy's obviously got, like, a reach with his jab. Like, like Rocky oh, yeah. can't do that. And they Rocky describes in this movie, like, he's a southpaw, and southpaws are, are people who leave their hands down, so they get hit a lot in the face. Like... Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's actually true or not, but it's. I have no it seems idea, to me yeah. like you'd be de- you'd be protecting your face with your arms all the time. Like Rocky, he just like he's taking hits to the face, and like we learned, he protects that, his face with his eyebrows. That's what he protects his face with. Well, and he makes such a point in this movie too that like, hey, like he's he's gone his whole career, and never had his nose broken. <laughs> and it's not until it's like this first thing he yeah, does, it, his nose gets broken in the first round. It's crazy. Yeah. It's the very first thing Apollo does, like after Rocky knocks him, he's like, "Okay, motherfucker." Yeah, just Boom. starts pounding on him, dude, and just breaking. Yeah, oh my god! His nose. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. And then the whole fight kind of goes on like that, to where like round after round after round, like you know, you see Apollo just absolutely making hamburger out of Rocky, and Rocky maybe like he'll come back in a few spots, but then after that, he's just getting his ass beat solidly, and just round after round after round of that. And then we get to the to the infamous part where in the movie to where Rocky. His face is actually swollen so bad, like it gets to the point to where he cut me, Mick. It's <laughs> that's classic uh, scene. Yeah, it, someone actually they actually take a razor blade and slice this dude's face open in order to get the blood out to reduce the swelling around his eyes, so that so he can maybe see the ass whooping that's coming his way for like the last two or three rounds. Well, it's just right? the last round. Like that's the one thing I don't. Oh, this I is going remember. into fifteen. This round, right? Yeah, this is fifteen rounds. But I thought that. Yeah. And it's probably just the other movies that I'm I'm used to. Like this movie shows you the first round, and then it's just a yeah. montage throughout yep. until the very last round. And then that's how they all are. Yeah. But like the other movies, like you get like first, second, third round, like Rocky two, you definitely get a couple of those Rocky three. You definitely get them all three rounds that he fights, uh, yeah. Hubber Lang mm-hmm. and you definitely get the three rounds in Russia. This one, you just, like I said, you get the first round and then you get to the last where these guys are on their last legs. Like they can't stand up, man. They're like, yeah. they're just like walking out there. They're both just had the shit beat out of them. Yeah, they can, they're both they're both Walking Dead. Basically, yeah, they can barely point. throw punches, but they're like, we got to get yep. through this last round. And Rocky just he's 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 doing what he wants to. He just wants to get through this round, and that's it. That's all he's got to do. Yep. Oh man. And you know the only standing in his way is a is a very dominant champion, <laughs> the form of Apollo Creed. Like so much so, like it comes down literally to the wire. These two are like they're trading blows, like as the bell rings, right? Yeah, and this is this is one of the things like I call bullshit on. And, and maybe it's just because I've watched, you know, boxing in the 80s and 90s, and I kind of know what they would have done then. Like, if the boxer is coughing up blood, like, they would have stopped that fight, like, instantly. Like I would think so. But they so. just let him keep going. Like, he's breaking his ribs. Like, yeah. But they let him finish the fight out. It just it doesn't make sense. But maybe that's how it was in the 60s and 70s. They just let the guys fight yeah. it out. And- I mean, this is the same boxing organization that allowed him to fight Hot Lips Hulahan later. <laughs> or not Hot Lips. Uh, what was his name? Uh, uh, Thunder Lips. What was Lips. Hogan's name in that? Thunder Lips, thank you. Yes. Not Hot Lips. Well, that'd be a different fight if he fought Hot Lips. <laughs> that's true, yes. Uh, at least that Movies was came charity. out around the same time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that was like, what, <laughs> eight years later? I mean, shit. I think so, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Very different movie, but yeah. So we get we we get to the end. They 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 make it. Stallone goes, and you can tell. Like I feel like this was put in at the last moment because they didn't know if there was going to be a sequel to this thing or anything like that. But they're just like it felt sounds like a total ADR job where it's like there's going to be no rematch, and like Rocky's like I don't want one, you know. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, they, it could be the real. I don't want one. Yeah. So, okay, thanks guys. And then we find out that yeah, uh, through a split decision, Apollo Creed ends up winning, which. Yeah, I don't think it could he even retains. be. It doesn't seem like it would have been even close because it seems like no, he like it would have been a solid decision. Yeah, Paul, he like, his, Apollo he just kept ass. pounding him, pounding him throughout rounds. Yeah. It's just that Rocky yep. would not go down. Yeah, there was a few nine eight rounds to be sure, but most were nine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then you get the 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 one of the famous last scenes that has has been parodied before is oh, is Jesus. where. All these people are surrounding him. They're like, hey, Rocky, you went the distance. How do you feel? You know, tell us what's happening here. And all Rocky wants is like, like he's done what he wants. And all he wants now is the love of his life. He just wants Adrian. That's all he wants. And you almost feel it because Adrian's in the back. She's crying. She she runs up. like and Rocky. Yeah. Rocky. And, and he's yelling, Adrian. And then like 
<laughs> Polly does one good moment here. He lifts up and distracts the security guard, lifts up the rope yep. and lets her in. And, you know, they yeah. have a warm embrace and that's where it ends. It's like, yeah. Our, yeah. Our, they tell each other they love each other and that's fucking into the yeah. movie. He's all sweaty and bleeding on her and shit. And... Yeah. He's, he's like, it's gotta be horrible smelling and just, oh, ugh. He's got to feel yeah. like just a lump of clay, man. <laughs> just... Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, his face is just Plato at, at that point in the movie. And that's literally the end of the movie. Like, there's no epilogue. There's no wrap-up. It's just fucking thin. Yeah, it's just that. that that's and, it. That, and it kind of makes sense. That's another charm of this movie is, like, you don't need anything yeah. else. Like, I nope. remember when I when I first watched this movie, uh, and I was I was still a kid, um, mm-hmm. but it was definitely after watching Rocky Three and all the, and Rocky Four. So I knew, like, Rocky was the winner. It's such a shock when you were that age and you watch this movie and you're like, what do you mean Rocky didn't win? Right. Like, how did he become he champion? Lost? Yeah. Right, but yeah. it's not until you get older and you're like, I can appreciate this ending because that's not what this is about. It's not about him winning. It's about him going the distance. Him yeah. showing and proving to himself, <laughs> nobody else, that that he still has it as an old man. Because he's supposed to play a washed up boxer in this. Like, he's in his 30s. Like boxer. Thank you. Hey, what is his age in this movie supposed he, to be? Is that ever established? He's like 30, I think they mentioned he's like 30 or 31. They, they, okay. they established that he is in his 30s. Like, he's past his prime. Mickey makes okay. a point of saying that. Everybody makes a point of saying that. You're just, you're, you're just there. You're just getting by by in the ring. And that's why he's working as a hitman. You're not, not a hitman, but a collector, right? But yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And... For some reason, boy, he just he he continues that boxing career though like it's nothing <laughs> into his thirties. So then in Rocky Four, he's supposed to be in his forties. I I guess I don't know. Wow, like I mean, remember huh. he boxes into like all the way up to Rocky Balboa, which is like he's fifty or sixty in that movie. He's supposed to be he should be in his sixties then, according to Rocky timeline. Yes, like in real timeline, he's like sixty in that film. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What. <laughs> Shit, is he was he really sixty? And then he might have been. But it it, it does. It, I, but like I said, that that shows you where he was sixty. He was exactly was sixty he? in Rocky yeah. Balboa. He was. Yeah, I mean, but it shows you where this this franchise goes. Like this franchise, yeah. it ceases Commercial. to be a drama to a film about our hero, right? Our Rocky mm-hmm. Balboa, yep. and you know, through his ups and downs and all that stuff, like. As a child of the eighties, I I love it. I I would still go back and watch those movies. But yeah, it, it, from where it started on, it's 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 completely different. You know, it's it's yeah. this is this is a very different film. To an extent, the second film is also closer to this film than than the later films. Very much so. But yeah, it's it's still like I this movie watching it again, like I I was reassured how much I really like this movie. I was more impressed this time looking at looking at this movie through critical eyes like really able to give Stallone some credit for this film you know he wrote it I I I this I I will give credit to the director the producers everybody else the cinematographers because everything in this film looks pretty good for what they had like and on a shoestring budget too less than a million dollars went into this it made 225 million yeah. in 76 I mean like I just mentioned the word the, the cinematographer in this thing like I think it's fascinating that one scene where he is training and he's running past that ship like that is just filmed yeah a guy a camera guy with an expensive camera sitting in the back of a pickup truck keeping up you know with Stallone as he's speeding That's absurd. up it's just but the shot is so good like you wouldn't have yeah. known like Today, with a with a multi million dollar budget, yeah, you you're laying down tracks. You've got a, a whole sophisticated camera set up and following them and doing that stuff, and it's steady and it's crisp. Yeah, and what they did in this film, I, for some of the the budget they had and where the scenes they had, like a lot of this is filmed in the dark. Reasons why, mm-hmm. like I get it. It's, but man, it, and this is one of the very first movies to use uh, Steadicam. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's a hard thing to do. Like they they learn yeah. how to shoot boxing uh, boxing matches from this one that they would incorporate into future films. Yep. Yeah, sure did. It's it. This movie was really good. Like I would go back and watch this. I would recommend it to anybody to watch if you haven't seen this. If you're avoiding watching this Rocky film because you either know through pop culture who Rocky is. Or maybe you've seen like Rocky Five or some of the later films where <laughs> where you just kind of watch and you're like, I don't get it. Go back yeah, and watch. Yeah, I didn't this get one. Rocky Five either. Yeah, go back and watch <laughs> this one. 
you'll be pleasantly yeah. surprised because once, like I said at the start of this thing, this is not a boxing film. This is a drama, no. and it's a well-told story. And I think you will really yeah. love it. So yeah, absolutely, go and watch it. Yeah, for sure. Would recommend. It's it's so hard now because where do we go with Stallone at this point? <laughs> you know, because I feel like you know <laughs> well, we gotta. There's only here. a couple weeks of summer left. Yeah, it, it, that's we true. Did, we did an early peak with this, but I do have a suggestion uh, if you are so inclined. Um, Tago and Cash is always. Uh, oh, what a gem! Yeah, a very underappreciated. Uh, Cinema classic. Which I don't get. Like, I feel like everybody should love that film. (laughs) Honestly, I don't really think it gets enough credit for how much fun of a movie it actually is to watch. Well, that's the thing about it. It's like, from what I remember of it, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty ridiculous. It's crazy. It doesn't make a lot of sense. There's there's, there's so many times, like, we talk about it, uh, we're going to be calling bullshit. But... It, it has Robert Zadar and Brian James both, yeah, man. Brian like, James on. playing with a, like, if I remember correctly, like a Cockney English accent, too. Oh, it's so bad. So. Oh, and I, it, Brian James is. God rest his soul. You've seen, uh, yeah, it, it, a lot of movies from the from like the 70s and the 80s and the 90s. The guy, he had such a recognizable profile that as soon as you see him in this movie, you'll be like, oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> like that guy. Yeah, 48 he just, hours. He was everywhere. Uh, yeah, amazing so actor. Things, yeah. Steel Dawn, Armed and Dangerous, yes. Enemy Mine, fucking yeah. damn. Like he just, yeah, he was a, a bit player that would just show up in anything. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Kind of like uh, like Brad Dourif's like earlier career. Yeah. I mean, he just has this intensity about him. He just shows up places it's like, oh shit, so he's going to be a bad guy. I know. Yep. Like, as soon as he shows up, like that's just it. Oh, um, man. So Tango, Tango and Cat. Yeah, okay. I'm definitely down for that. I'm good with that. Yeah. Oh. If, if that's cool. Yeah, that'll totally It's been work. a while since I've watched it. I want to. Oh, boy. I'm excited. <laughs> Don't forget, too, uh, Jack Palance. The big bad oh, in that one. Oh, boy. He's always fun. And uh, <laughs> Lopan himself is in that film too. James Hong, James Hong. Yep. Yes. sure is. Oh boy, I cannot wait. Why did they? Why the fuck did Kurt Russell and James Hong not interact in this movie? Like there should have been a scene. I, you know what? what a now travesty. that you mentioned that, I never put that two together. Oh my god! Yeah, it just now hit me. Like, why the fuck did Lopan and Jack Burton not interact in this movie? Oh my god! Waste. Wow! Wow! Okay, we absolute waste. Let's let's share that conversation. We'll, we'll hold off until <laughs> next week because I am. Boy, I can't wait to watch. I'm I'm gonna go turn it on right now, dude. I'm, I know. I'm doing the same thing. I'm pulling it up as we fucking. I'm typing it in. Man, I'm excited. I hope the our listeners are present. Just as excited. Yes. 1989. Yeah. I mean, if you've never seen Tango and Cash, it's yeah, it's it's fun. It's just honestly fun. I think part of the fun is that it doesn't take itself seriously. Like it plays into how ridiculous it is. Like yeah. it, it, in a very appropriate level, kind of like what. Uh, what Judge Dredd kind of did, how it laid into the campiness just enough. I think this one does that because Kurt Russell, a fantastic actor. I mean, the guy has done drama, he's done action, he's done comedy. But very early on, like at this point in his career, a lot of his things he were doing were just straight comedy. So he's like the goofball cop in this mainly. In uh, Stallone, like he he gets his usual Stallone zingers in and things like that. But as far as like the harder action, it's definitely falling to Stallone where a lot of the counter things fall to Kurt Russell. And they just have an amazing chemistry in this movie. They play so well off of one another. Like I'm almost, I'm glad and I'm sad that it, it didn't get a sequel because it could have, it could have been ruined very easily had they tried to do more of the same in the second yeah. movie. Well, we'll see. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm still going to hold off and say, okay, does it hold up? <laughs> I, I have a good feeling about it, but you never know. So I'm prepared to eat my words, we will, but I'm going to say yes. We will see because we, yeah, we will let you know next Next week on our show, uh, yeah, so please sure. tune in for that because that's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah, and besides that too, uh, you know we got Ahsoka coming up in a couple weeks. We got oh, the geez. first trailer for uh, season two of Loki. Did you watch that? I have. I'm 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 very excited for this. Like I, I Loki. I have to admit, like it wasn't my favorite series of the TV shows that came out. I, I like I was the one I was most excited for. But after I went back and watched it recently again. I'm excited for this one now. Like, I'm really excited where they're going to go because now it's going to build off Quantum Mania. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to see. Oh, I'm we're going so multiversal on this yeah. one. Yeah, and their budget, too, was apparently uh, $143 million for this second season. Man, I wonder if it's going to be more than six episodes this time. That is a bigger budget than Thor the Dark World and the first Guardians movie. <laughs> Holy so shit. Sad. Man. Wow. Oh, but it's less than Secret Invasion, which was... Oh, boy. I, well, I'm mm. like they did a great job with that. Have you watched Secret Invasion yet? I, have, I haven't. No, no, I, I, I gotta watch okay. it. But 
It's Ooh. yeah, I hmm, I have thoughts. Okay, then I'll I'll get it watched because we'll we'll have a discussion about that too. Because yeah, we're, oh, we're we're coming up on a point here. We're gonna have a lot of Marvel to discuss again. Yeah, I guarantee I'm gonna be getting a lot of texts as you're watching that show. Man. <laughs> yes, and I, I imagine most of it's gonna be what the hell's going on here. Oh yeah, dude. I had a I had a lot of cues myself, man. It's okay. If I, I don't, if it's I'm not mistaken, you read that run of the Marvel comics, right? You read Secret Wars. Yes. And all that stuff, so you you knew. Don't what worry. Was happening. None of it's even touched on at all. So okay. It's okay. Well, there we go. Okay. So so you were just as lost than I would be. Okay. I wasn't lost. It's just not what I expected. I found a lot to appreciate on its own, but given what I knew, it, maybe that's my problem as being a comic book fan is that I knew where the potential. Yeah. And given what they did with it and how it was scaled down and made more of like a spy thriller, it, it worked on a lot of levels. There were just some things that I didn't wholly agree with. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that. That's where I'm happy that I'm, I'm not exactly a comic book reader because I feel like I would, I would <laughs> right. be very pissed off all the time. Cause I'd be like, this ain't right. Oh man. You have no idea, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, and also too, I, I did, uh, I sit, I did sit down and watch guardians three. So I'd be very curious. Uh, to get your yes. On that. Just came out on One, Disney plus, right? Yes, it did. One one question I had going into that movie was uh, to believe what everyone was saying is like, can CGI animals actually make me break down in tears? And the answer to that is yes. Oh, uh, my. Multiple times. Oh, my. It is such an emotional film, man. Shocking. But, man, it is it's quite good. Yeah, I'm excited. Excited to see that yeah. one now. So I'd... Yeah, it's so good. I haven't watched it again. I want to preserve it like the first, like, because it was just... It was a lot to take in emotionally. Oh boy, good. then I'm oh boy, I'm even more excited now. I know. That's kind of I rewatch things constantly and I left that alone. So you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not like you. Yeah, you usually like, I know. stop and like start it over right away, right? Oh dude, I've seen Supernatural like eighteen times. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I have a bit of a problem when it comes to binging. I have not gone back to Guardians Three because I wanna wanna keep that one where it's at. Yeah. It's at a very high bar right now. Favor so that taste in your mouth and just let it I want to. Uh, but everybody, uh, if you didn't know, something else is right now is Bloodsport. Uh, Brian actually sat down and watched this one live, and you can find that uh, where you find the podcast as well. Uh, to find us at our home, the web, that is adamsters.com. That is A-D-A-M-S-Nurse.com. Please visit us there. Uh, but we're going to get out of here. We have got a ton of shit to watch. On behalf of Brian and Mary, we'll talk to you guys later. Peace. I find your lack of faith disturbing, brother.